Chickadees, here we go with our second story about Lehi and Sariah's family. At the end of our last story, their sons had just returned to them in the wilderness with the plates of brass and their new friend, Zoram. Now, Nephi tells us in his writings in the Book of Mormon that the stories he tells us are meant to bring us closer to Jesus. So as you listen to me tell this story today, try to think about how it's bringing you closer to Christ. Okay, so after Lehi had finished reading parts of the brass plates to his family, the Lord gave him another commandment. He told Lehi that his sons needed to go back into Jerusalem again. Can you believe that? If you were Laman or Lemuel or Nephi or Sam, how do you think you would have felt to be asked to go back to the city from which you had just stolen the brass plate? Well, I think I would have felt a little scared, maybe. Scared that I would be caught when I went back. Maybe I would have felt tired too, since it was such a long journey back and forth from Jerusalem to the wilderness. And maybe I would have felt frustrated at my dad and the Lord for asking me to do another hard thing. Well, do you know why the Lord asked Lehi's sons to go back to Jerusalem? If his family traveled alone through the wilderness where there were no other families, then how could Lehi's sons and Zoram start families of their very own without any wives? They couldn't have. So the Lord asked the boys to go back to Jerusalem so that they could bring back another family full of girls who could be their wives. So the boys journeyed back to Jerusalem. And this time, Nephi didn't say that Laman and Lemuel complained one bit. I think they were happy to be going back to Jerusalem to meet the women that they were going to marry. They went to a man named Ishmael's house. He had two sons who were married with kids of their own, and he also had five daughters, which was just perfect because there were five unmarried men in the wilderness. That is, Lehi's four sons plus Zoram. So the brothers traveled to Ishmael's house, and as they spoke to him about the Lord's commandments, Ishmael's heart was softened, and so were the hearts of everyone else in his house, and they agreed to move into the wilderness to travel with Lehi's family. Boy, that must have taken a lot of faith. Well, as they journeyed from Jerusalem to Lehi's camp, Laman and Lemuel and Ishmael's two sons and their families and two of Ishmael's daughters looked around them and said, Wait a second. What in the world are we doing? This is crazy. Why are we leaving our homes in Jerusalem to go live with a crazy man in the wilderness? We want to go back to Jerusalem. And they complained and threw fits and were very rude to Nephi, Sam, and the rest of Ishmael's family. This made Nephi so sad, and he tried to speak to Laman and Lemuel, and he said, Hey guys, you are my older brothers, so why are your hearts so hard, and why are your minds so blind to the Lord's words? 
I'm just your little brother, and yet I'm setting an example for you. Don't you remember that you just saw one of the Lord's own angels with your own eyes? So how have you forgotten that the Lord made it possible for us to get the brass plates and escape from Laban? How in the world have you forgotten that the Lord can do whatever he wants for his children if we exercise faith in him? Come on, guys, let's be faithful to him. If we are, we'll get to live in a promised land, and you'll know in the future that Jerusalem really has been destroyed, since the Lord has said it would be. He's going to take his spirit away from those living in Jerusalem soon, because they reject the prophets. You know they even tried to kill our own dad. Listen, I know that if you go back to Jerusalem, you will be destroyed with the people there. But it's your choice. So if you want, go back. And just remember that you will be destroyed. The Holy Ghost has told me to speak these things to you. Now, how do you think that Laman and Lemuel responded to to their youngest brother? Oh, they were so mad. They grabbed Nephi and tied him up tightly with cords. In fact, they wanted to just leave him tied up alone in the wilderness so that he'd get eaten up by wild beasts. As Nephi was laying there on the ground trying to break free, he decided to pray. And he said, Oh Lord, according to my faith in you, will you please save me from my brothers? Please give me strength so that I can break these bands that I'm tied up with. And just as Nephi stopped praying, he tried to get out of the bands again. And guess what? He didn't even need to break the bands because they were loosened by God's power. It was a miracle. As soon as Nephi was free, he went to Laman and Lemuel again, and they were even more upset to see Nephi this time. So they were about to grab him again to try to kill him. But one of Ishmael's daughters and sons, and also Ishmael's wife, begged Laman and Lemuel to stop harassing Nephi. And they convinced the older brothers to just leave Nephi alone. Well, after a little while, Laman and Lemuel felt so bad about what they had tried to do to Nephi, and they realized how wicked they had been, so they bowed down before Nephi and pleaded with him for his forgiveness. Now, I don't know about you, but if your siblings had tried to kill you and then asked for your forgiveness, it would be very hard for me to forgive them. But I can learn a lesson from Nephi in this story. Nephi just said, Yes, I forgive you, and I also think that you should ask God for forgiveness for your wickedness. So Laman and Lemuel prayed to God for forgiveness, and when they were done, everyone traveled on to Lehi's camp. Once they got there, Lehi offered another sacrifice of gratitude to the Lord. Now they stayed in the same spot for a little while, and the two families got to know each other better. And I'm sure that they all read from the brass plates together. They also spent time collecting seeds and grains of all kinds to take with them to the promised land. One day, Lehi gathered his family together and spoke to them about something very important. He said, Everyone, please listen carefully to me. I have had a dream or a vision of sorts, and because of what I have seen, I am very happy because of Nephi and Sam, and I believe that they will be saved in God's kingdom. But, Laman and Lemuel, I'm very afraid because of you two. And let me explain why. 
In this dream of mine, I was in a very dark and dreary wilderness, kind of like where we are now, but there was no one else here, and it was very, very dark. I couldn't see anything. Suddenly, I saw a man dressed in white, and he came and stood in front of me, and he asked me to follow him through the dark and dreary wasteland. I walked and walked for many, many hours. I was walking in the darkness for so long that I started to get worried and scared. So I prayed to the Lord for mercy. All right, for those who are listening, I want to share an idea with you. I got this idea from my friend Alexis. I'm about to describe to you a scene with many different things in it. So if you want, grab a paper and something to draw with and draw along with the story. This can help you picture what Lehi's dream might have looked like. All right, here we go back to Lehi's dream. He said, when I finished praying, I looked up and I saw a really big field. And I also saw a tree with lots of fruit on it. And the fruit looked as though eating it could make you feel really happy. So I walked up to the tree and I plucked some fruit and ate it. And you know what? It was so sweet. It was sweeter than anything else I had ever tasted before. Well, as I ate this sweet white fruit, my soul was filled with great joy. I was so happy that I just had to share it with someone. I really wanted to share it with those whom I loved the most. So I started to look around for my family. I just knew they would love this fruit. Well, as I was looking around for my family, I noticed that there was a river running near the tree where I was. I followed its path with my eyes to see where it was coming from. And where the river began, I saw Sariah and Nephi and Sam. They were just standing there and looked like they didn't know where to go and what to do. So I called loudly and beckoned to them. I said that they should come to me and eat this fruit because it was so delicious and desirable. So they walked to the tree and ate some of the fruit too. Well, I couldn't see Laman or Lemuel, but I wanted them to come to eat the fruit too. So I started to look around for them. I looked to where I had found Sariah and Nephi and Sam at the head of the river, and there they were. I called out loudly to them too, but they would not come to the tree. They didn't want to come eat this delicious fruit. I was confused at why they didn't want to listen to my voice and come to where the rest of my family was. Well, as I was looking around some more, I noticed a rod made out of iron that ran along the side of the river. It led to where I was standing at the tree, and I also saw a difficult and narrow path that led alongside the iron rod to end where I was at. As the path traveled away from the tree, it went by the head of the river that I had seen, and it led to a really big field that I had seen before. It was so big that it seemed as if it were a whole world. And in this field, I saw so many people that I couldn't even count them. A lot of them were trying to walk towards the path that I had seen. Many of them even got on the path and started walking towards the tree. But then, a great mist of darkness arose out of nowhere. 
It was so dark that many people who had gotten onto the path lost their way and wandered off and were lost in the dark, dark mist. I also saw many people walking on the path who clung very tightly to the iron rod until they made it to the tree. I was so happy they made it here. When they got here, they ate the fruit. But then they started to look around as if they were ashamed or embarrassed to have eaten the fruit. I didn't know why, so I looked around too, and suddenly I saw a huge building on the other side of the river. It was large and had a ton of space in it, and interestingly, it looked as if it were floating in the air above the earth. It was filled with all sorts of people, and they were all dressed in very fancy clothes, and I noticed that they were looking at the people standing by me at the tree. And you know what they were doing to us? They were mocking us. They were making fun of us and pointing their fingers at us and laughing at us. The people who had just eaten the fruit were embarrassed because of the people in this building who were making fun of us. These people chose not to stay by the tree. They walked away into strange paths and became lost, and I was so sad. But as I looked around, I saw other groups of people who had started walking on the difficult path that led to the tree, and they also grabbed onto the iron rod, and they never let go of it until they reached the tree and ate its fruit, and they didn't pay attention to the people in the huge floating building. I also saw many people just walking around on the strange roads that didn't really lead anywhere. There were also large groups of people trying to get to the huge building as fast as they could. But remember, it was across the river, so a lot of them fell into the river and died. Many of them made it into the building, though, and once they got there, they just turned around to point at us standing at the tree and make fun of us. Some of us at the tree just ignored them, but some who had tasted the fruit paid attention and eventually left the tree. Something I noticed in my dream, Lehi said, was that Laman and Lemuel never came to the tree to eat the fruit. Well, that was the end of Lehi's dream, and when he finished telling his family about it, he said, Do you understand now why I'm afraid for Laman and Lemuel? I'm afraid that they won't be able to live with the Lord someday. And then he did something called exhort. You'll probably hear this word a lot as you read the scriptures. To exhort means to strongly encourage someone to do something. So Lehi exhorted or strongly encouraged his two oldest sons to listen to his words. He said that if they did, the Lord might be merciful to them and let them live with him again in heaven. Lehi loved his sons so much and wanted them to feel the joy and happiness that the Savior could bring to their lives. But because of his dream, he feared that they would never choose to have faith in the Savior. And faith in the Savior is necessary to have if we want to live with him and our families for forever someday. I can't imagine living for eternity without my entire family or without Jesus and Heavenly Father. And Lehi didn't want to live in heaven without his entire family either. So this is why he tried so hard to teach his kids about faith in the Savior. Now, after Lehi had finished speaking to his family about his dream, he started to talk to them about what would happen to Jerusalem. 
He taught them yet again that the, that Jerusalem was going to be destroyed and that Babylon was going to come capture many of the Jews and also kill many of them. Lehi taught that after a little while, the Jews would return to Jerusalem again, and that in 600 years from that time, a Savior was going to be born near Jerusalem. He said, a Savior or Messiah must come to the earth because the only way for Heavenly Father's children to return back to him after they die is if they are saved by their Redeemer. Lehi then taught his family about a prophet who would be born before the Messiah. He would be born to prepare the hearts of the Jews to accept the Messiah. This prophet would baptize Jews in the Jordan River, and he would even baptize the Messiah too someday. Do you know who this prophet was? Yep, it was John the Baptist. Then Lehi taught his sons that the Messiah would try to teach his gospel to the Jews, but that they would reject him and not believe him. They would hate him so much that they would kill him, but he would be resurrected and continue to share his gospel with the world. Lehi also taught his sons about the scattering of the twelve tribes of Israel. The twelve tribes were scattered all over the earth because they were disobedient to God's commandments. But the Lord promised that they would be gathered into his church again if they had faith in him. Well, after Nephi had listened to Lehi share about his dream and other prophecies, he decided that he wanted to see and hear and know the same things that his dad had heard and seen and come to know. And he thought, hmm, how can I know these same things? Well, I know that through the Holy Ghost's power, I can come to know these same things. I know that the Holy Ghost is given to everyone who really, truly wants to seek the Lord. So, I will seek. Prophets of old have learned that God's mysteries are available to them by seeking earnestly. And I know that God is the same today as he was back then. So, if he blessed them with the Holy Ghost, then he can bless me with the Holy Ghost too. Do you want to know what happened to Nephi when he exercised faith and sought to learn God's mysteries through the power of the Holy Ghost? We're going to talk about what happened to him in our next story. Until then, try to think if you've learned anything about Jesus from this story. You can talk about it with your mom or dad. Have a great day!